greatest country in the world is not a short-term proposition folks we can save this great nation but it's gonna take all of us why because we are america herman kane herman solutions for a better america this is your host herman kane thank you for joining us because we're going to tell you the truth we're going to give you the facts we want you to be informed and inspired to help make this a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Kane and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey there, Herman. How you doing today, buddy? I understand some hearings are going on relative to the Iran nuclear deal. Yeah, in fact, as we speak, the uh, opening statement's still going on for the Obama administration witnesses. Secretary of State Kerry started by defending the Iran agreement, saying in his words that we set out to stop Iran from getting a nuclear weapon. And Kerry says, quote, we have achieved that. Of course, Republicans Republicans totally disagree in many cases. Uh, the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, Senator Bob Bork, uh, Corker, telling Kerry at one point, I think you've been fleeced. So, uh, <laughs> look, we're, we're at two different points on this, and I don't think we're going to move much off this with Republicans saying that this is a dead giveaway to the Iranians and only paves the way for them to get a nuclear weapon in the future, while the Obama administration argues the exact opposite. Uh, Kerry at one point saying it was a fantasy to believe that some better agreement was available. Here's the quote. It isn't a better deal, some sort of unicorn arrangement involving Iran's complete capitulation, Kerry said. So tough words from both sides, and I don't think we're going to see it ease up anytime soon as the Congress does its review of this deal. Well, here's the thing. If they're so convinced that it's going to keep them, why don't they lo lay out the logic or the things that are in it that shows that people can say, oh, yeah, this is going to keep them. But the report, but the, the things that we have heard or seen or read or that have been reported shows that it really doesn't restrict them. I don't get this. Well, and, and I think one of the things, too, that has some Republicans worried that uh, this has uh, leaked out in the last couple of days, that there's evidently some annexes to this agreement, some side deals that were done between Iran and the IAEA, the oh, International great. Atomic Energy Agency, that that some Republicans say sort of puts off limits some of the Iranian military facilities where they've been doing the nuclear work, which of course raises a lot of red flags with the GOP. In last night's briefing, after everybody came out, uh, I mean, look, you could see the partisan divide right in front of your eyes. Sure, there are Democrats that are saying, you know, I still need to see more information and hear more about it. But uh, I I guess after being up here for a long time, Herman, you hear those kind of statements and you think to yourself, yeah, you know you're going to vote for it in the end, that kind of thing. So right. uh, the Republicans dead set against it. Uh, they came out of the briefing last night with the sort of the feeling that, n no, we don't trust Iran. And so why are we doing this? And in their words, uh, you know, this, this is not something we should be going forward with. So the administration laying out its arguments here before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, Republicans ready to tear into them. And we'll have a little uh, 2016 flavor as well, because there are two members of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee who are running for president. One would be Senator Marco Rubio, the other Senator Rand Paul, so we'll see what they have to say over the next hour or so. What about the administration taking this to the United Nations, getting a vote 
I don't understand that in terms of the Congress is supposed to take a look at this thing for 60 days. You know, and, and that actually has aggravated members of both political parties, frankly, who feel like that going to the U.N. this swiftly was not the right thing to do. Uh, and that was mentioned today, in fact, by Senator Ben Cardin uh, of Maryland, the top Democrat on the Foreign Relations Committee. In the end, though, the, the U.N. action uh, does not go into effect until after the time period for review here in the Congress. So the administration argues that it doesn't really you know it doesn't really mean anything to the debate but it sort of leaves it that the only the only body that's out there that can stop this deal at this time is the congress in the united states in fact i mean, I, I, I found out there's not there's no other legislature in any of the nations involved in this that's going to look at this deal other than the congress so but so what so the un voted to support of the deal if in fact our congress uh, votes to go forward. Yeah, their their vote would not take an effect until 90 days afterwards. So that would be after all of the the votes in Congress, any veto and any veto override. So yes, their move to to change the UN Security Council sanctions and the UN actions would not take place until after the Congress has already acted. And you're saying that there are some other actions that are not in the deal that uh, was brokered? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing that uh, Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas and Senator and uh, Congressman Mike Pompeo of uh, of Kansas. Uh, were the ones who brought this to the fore a few days ago. They say the IAEA worked out these these extra agreements with Iran that have stayed secret, and evidently the documents involved in them have not been brought before the Congress and given to the Congress, and that certainly has a number of Republicans raising red flags and saying, hey, wait a second, what do you mean you've got these extra right. deals, but we can't see what is in that? I think that will turn out to be a, a rallying point for Republicans. Not that they really need one, Herman, but you know what I mean? It'll be an extra kind of thing that they can they can aim at and say, well, wait a second, you're not giving us all the information because you said you would give us everything, and yet these deals between Iran and the IAEA remain sort of off the books in something else. How not to build trust between the administration and the Congress. Well, I'm Here not we sure we were going to have trust anyway, you know right. what I mean, because yeah. it is a very partisan affair, uh, but yeah, that do certainly doesn't help anymore. And and as of right now, I'd, I'd, I'd say I think it's highly unlikely that any Republicans will vote with the president on this, but we'll see what happens. Happens. The House is going to vote on a bill that would restrict federal aid to sanctuary cities, right? Yeah, that's going to happen later today, and already there's been a veto threat issued by the White House against that bill. Uh, this is, you know, not only does it stem from that shooting death earlier this uh, earlier this month of Kate Steinle, uh, but a whole number of things that Republicans have been growing increasingly fed up with in terms of violence by people who are here, here in the U.S. illegally and for whatever variety of reasons have been released uh, into to back into society instead of being deported. And we know the story about the accused gunman. In this case, he'd been deported, I think it was five times, if yes. I remember correctly, back yes. and forth across the border. Uh, but the Republicans are going to bring a bill that says uh, this, Herman. If you are a sanctuary city and you are not helping the feds deal with illegal immigration, then you would lose money for a series of different Justice Department grants that go to local law enforcement to help not only when it comes to immigration and new immigrants, but also a very popular popular program known as the COPS program and also the burn grant program, two ways that a lot of money is funneled to local law enforcement by the feds. So that would be a big deal for a number of local communities to have that happen. So that's the plan that's uh, being acted on today by Republicans. I would bet probably, I can't imagine, maybe a few Democrats, maybe, but we'll see what the vote is later today. One interesting part of this debate is you have uh, more liberal Democrats who are against this idea. They are attacking it as the Donald Trump Act. 
That's what they're calling it, the Donald Trump Act, trying to tie Trump and this immigration debate on the floor of the House today. And, of course, it'll be happening as Donald Trump is down at the border as well. Now, I heard originally he was invited to go down there, but then we saw a news flash that said that the border Border Patrol Union had backed out. Had yeah. backed out. As I, I don't get that. Is that different from the group that invited him down? No, I think they were the one. Well, he was going to go uh, d down to the border anyway, and then go meet with some people who are Border Patrol agents. But the right. local union evidently said uh, they didn't want to do that. But he's going ahead with his plans anywhere. So uh, the local 2455 decided to pull out of all events involving Donald Trump. The uh, union president said in a written statement, declining to elaborate on why the group canceled. Our intentions to meet with Mr. Trump was to give him a boots-on-the-ground uh, perspective to not only Mr. Trump but to the media. Uh, but I can only imagine the media swarm of my friends and colleagues that are down there in Laredo today. So Trump will still get his attention. It's not like he's having the rug pulled out from under him. If there's anybody who can command a, a bevy of TV cameras at this point in time, it's certainly him. Now, yesterday, he sort of stayed out of the headlines, but still managed to make some and still managed to be attacked along the way. Uh, former <laughs> Texas Governor Rick Perry was up here giving a yeah. speech in which he he not only went after Trump, but then said, basically, look, this is a guy who used to support single-payer universal health care. This is a guy who has supported higher taxes. This is a guy who has supported Democrats like Hillary Clinton. All those things are true. And so he said that Trump, he, Perry, said Trump would be more comfortable in the Democratic Party than in the Republican Party. Tr obviously, Trump and Perry have gotten heat under each other's skin big time, and Perry has decided he's going to go after Trump anytime he can. We'll see whether or not it gets him up on that debate stage in the next uh, couple of weeks. Well, he went after Lindsey Graham, and Lindsey got a little attention about his telephone. Yeah, I think Lindsey probably <laughs> put the best uh, face he could on that by uh, destroying his phone. You know, I, I, as I said to you yesterday, he was one of the few guys that still had one of those old flip phones uh, that he was using. <laughs> And uh, Shane was right. He had claimed it was a flip phone. Yeah, he had claimed uh, a couple of months ago that he has never ever sent an email. That he's you know a luddite. Not only doesn't he have a smartphone with email or anything like that, that he hadn't done anything like that at work, which is sort of hard to believe. But you know, sometimes we run into people like that every once in a while. So Donald Trump inspired him maybe to upgrade electronic. his technology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad Trump didn't, uh, maybe he could get a sponsorship for it or something like that. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. All right, Herman. We'll see you tomorrow, buddy. You got it. Sandy B., uh, you were right. You know, uh, your cell phone says a lot about you. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and you say a lot about your cell phone. I, I, I knew it was a flip phone. I just knew it. You know... I, you weren't sure, but you were sort of kidding, but it was a flip phone, right? Yeah, I was. <laughs> well, as I told someone yesterday, between my phone and my iPad, that's my new office. I don't know how they do their jobs with all of the information and all of the moving parts out there if they are not connected to their staff technologically uh, and some other important things. But, hey. Everybody has to do it that way. But he's ready. <laughs>
He's ready for a smartphone. He's ready. He's ready to be president, but he he's reluctant to get a smartphone. I don't know if that's too smart. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. When you're listening to Herman Cain, Herman Cain, you won't miss any breaking news, and you'll never miss out on a single solution for a better America. Herman Cain is on Coast to Coast. Now, Cain to be, you can't do your imitation of Lindsey Graham, okay? You might offend somebody. Coming up, rapid fire. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdrafts up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.